Welcome to College Q&A. I'm Justin Myrick, and recently my son Drake said I need new intro music. So let's do this. Hey Dad, how about some college questions? Let's hear them. Let's hear them. All right, we are live with our latest episode of College Questions. I'm so grateful for you guys listening in. And I hope and pray that these episodes continue to encourage you in your walk in life and with God. And I think this topic today is one that I know I've had a lot of questions about over the years. And I've had a lot of students uh, and probably just people in any season of life struggle with this. The question is, how do I manage my time? I am excited about our guest. He and I had the privilege of doing an episode in the early stages, so we'll get to do a conversation style this time, and I'm very excited about that. He is the equipping pastor of Generosity and Young Adults here at First Baptist Church. If you're connected to a young adult life group, you've likely heard him teach and been blessed by that, and so I'm grateful for this man. I have a tremendous amount of respect for him. I also know that he's finished up some, uh, he, his life right now, he certainly, I feel like, it has a lot to say about this, and I know he's excited to share that as well. So please help me welcome to the podcast, Larry Walker. Larry. Thanks for coming to the podcast today. Man, DJ, I appreciate it, man. It is good to have you, my friend. And, you know, I thought of you and, and we've, you know, me and Dusty did one a while back or in the earliest stages, uh, how do I manage free time? And so that was kind of a different angle. I think this one's really interesting. And so I'm excited to hear what you're going to say, because this is uh, something I hear come up a lot with students. You know, they're struggling and they don't feel like they have time and really it comes down to a management of what they have. Mm. So, man, what do you think, man? What What do you tell someone they come to you, Larry? How I'm struggling? How do I manage my time? Man, that's a that's a big question, um, and I am not an expert by any stretch of the imagination. My wife would, she would probably wonder why I'm doing this. Uh, <laughs> this is, it's tough, man. It life gets tough. Life gets crazy, and what I, so my wife, I should have had her come in here for this, honestly. Uh, because she, um, she manages the home. She mm. manage. She keeps me in line whenever somebody asks me, um, "Hey, can you do something?" My general response is, "Hey, let me check my calendar." Mm. And when I say "let me check my calendar," I'm saying, "Let me check with my let wife." Let me check. <laughs> so, because um, she knows what's going on, she keeps things going and keeps things running. Mm-hmm. Uh, and something she uh, got me onto. Oh, a couple of weeks ago was a podcast she had been listening to, and it was called uh, "Fight Hurry," no, "Fight Hustle and End Hurry." Okay, and it's it's kind of this topic, and it's really good. Um, so we do every year. We do a we started this several years back doing a word of the year, and what this word of the year we we essentially we pray about it, we talk about it, and we we say you know what is something that this year we we just want to focus on um as we go throughout the year so when things get crazy things get going on we come back to this so a couple of uh, so 2019 uh that was the year i i guess i had finished law school um and so i guess to talk getting back to your question how do you manage time though that that kind of what is what prompted us here is you said things have got busy for me we got four kids a uh, full-time job here at the church, and I uh, went to law school for four years while I was doing the work, and we had four kids, and driving back and forth to Little Rock to do that, you know, an hour and a half 
uh, each way on that. And so it, it, things were crazy. And we got to the end of that and got a lot of questions just in life, man. What are you going to do? You know, I mean, you got a law degree. You're going to go somewhere. You're going to do something. Mm-hmm. You're going to, and it's like, man, I, I mean, God, we're going where God wants us to go and do mm-hmm. what he wants us to do. And that's here. So right now. Yeah. So, um, but with that, we, we also didn't want to be afraid of something God might have in store for us. And so mm-hmm. the word of the year for 2019 was fearless mm-hmm. uh, that we were going to do. And so in that year, um, you know, I, we thought that might apply to me in terms of a job, in terms of whatever it might be. But what it really worked out is, is Bethany um, was a physician assistant um, and decided to stay home. And mm-hmm. so... Um, we dropped an income, and that was a big, big decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for ten years, living off two two incomes, and you got four kids, and um, so we made that choice, and that was the big thing that happened that year mm-hmm. for us. That we said, all right, we had to make that decision, a life change that that we're going to do. So, mm-hmm. uh, so looking at the next year, the word was um, rest, and mm-hmm. twenty twenty, and the word rest was the the word we started in January with. Wow. And, um, what a good word to, I mean, to get you, I mean, seriously, cause it, yeah. it was a crazy year, but man, that word, I'm sure that helped you guys stay a little grounded throughout that crazy. Well, it was interesting cause I wasn't necessarily on board with that word to start the year. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, she, she was like, ah, this is it. This is it. She was really come convicted on. about, uh, Sabbath and rest and all that. And then all of a sudden come the middle of March everything shuts down and we were forced into rest Mm -hmm. and it was so good for us. I know for a lot of families that that was very difficult and made for a hard time. But for us, it was a time of, man, we needed a time where in the afternoon we would go for a family walk and Mm -hmm. we would go things that we haven't been able to do. We didn't have sports Mm -hmm. to go to. We didn't have uh, events to get to. It was, well, we're going to sit down and play board games tonight as a family and we're going to hang out and we're going to uh, focus on, we're going to sit down on, on Sundays. And, you know, we like coming to church, but as a pastor on staff, when I come to church, a lot of it feels like work. Yeah. And so we would sit home in the living room. The kids would have some, some coloring sheets. Actually, our oldest would take the younger ones upstairs and he did Sunday school with them. Come on. And me and Bethany sat in the living room and we watched, uh, we went through worship service together and, hmm. We just don't get to do that. And so yeah. it was a time of of rest, and that was really mm-hmm. good. Um, so, again, my wife is spot on mm-hmm. with what, what we needed. And, and this year, as we entered into this year, the word, it, the word is renewal. Mm-hmm. And uh, that one really hit me um, back in November. Um, I, was, uh, I got COVID, mm-hmm. and I had to sit in our room for 10 days while my wife and four kids are out. Um, you know, she's pulling her hair out and going crazy because she doesn't have any help from me. But I'm also sitting there listening to them laugh and play and have fun. And I'm sitting there locked in my bedroom, uh, mm. isolated. And something I, I suffer with is depression and anxiety. Mm. And sitting in that room all by myself, hearing the, the horror stories that come with COVID of, um, yep. you know, I, I remember sitting there thinking, they'd say, all right, day five through seven, you're going to know if this thing's going to get get better or if this thing's going to turn for the worse. And so mm-hmm. I'm sitting there on day five through seven thinking, oh, man, yeah, what's about to happen? Well, what's about to happen? Yep. What's about to happen? And just my anxiety building up in your mind, mm-hmm. playing games with you and, and all this kind of stuff. And and then also being sit, sitting there, and the only thing I have to do is sit there on my computer or on my phone mm-hmm. in front of a screen yep. 
all day, every day. Yeah. And it's, um, it was just a hard, hard time. Mm. And there's, there's things in my life that I want to change. There's mm. things in my life that I've worked on for years and I felt myself falling back into those old traps. Mm. Um, and so when that time came, after I got to the end, it was really, it was like, I've got to have some renewal from this. I've mm. got to, I, my life needs some renewal. And yeah. so for the year, and that's, that's what we focus. We said, Hey, we're going to start that off with, mm. with renewal. So my that's wife nice. does, she does art, she does things. And, um, and so she painted some things that said renewal on them. And then we started looking at Bible verses that what, what are verses in the mm. Bible that talk about renewal and us having new life in Christ and, giving the abundant life and different things like that. Mm -hmm. that all right. So focusing on that, um, as we, we move, that's awesome. Move through life. That's cool. Well, a couple of things I heard you say, man, I appreciate it. Number one, you know, I appreciate you saying, Hey, I'm, I'm not the expert. And, uh, and you know, I don't even know why, you know, Bethany should be here. I, I'm reminded of uh, Lynn Lloyd. He came on the podcast a, a while back and I gave him like a few questions. Hey man, which of these would you like to choose? And he said, how about we do that one? Uh, how do I deal with anger? And the reason he chose it, he said, because this is something the Lord's like teaching me and correcting me around. Like I struggle with anger. He was in me mm -hmm. like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not having this discussion because I'm an expert. I'm having it because I need it. And I mm -hmm. thought that was really cool, man. So I think, uh, and it's really neat to hear you talk about it. And one of the things that makes me laugh is for any young man listening, I hope you're listening to Larry because you need to marry well. Uh, man, you know, I mean, really, man, you're, it, there's so much wisdom in that, right? I Absolutely. mean, you know, it's, it's cool. You know, we joke about, you know, we married up and Amen. you want to, because man, it, that's just, that's awesome. So, uh, worth noting, man. So, uh, so that's awesome, man. Well, I love this. I love the word of the year. I like, I like that. Um, it is interesting how you chose rest for 2020. That's crazy. And I like that one for this year. Um, you know, you kind of mentioned something that, I'm curious, you know, obviously the pandemic kind of naturally forced us to do that. And you create, you talked about how you and your family started doing some things y'all hadn't had time to do. I've heard people talk about this and I'm curious what you think and how we can do this better. They talk about like margins in the day or space in the day. And one thing that I guess is, is renewal that I love that word. Like, how do I, what can I learn from that time? that can help me. And I, I think, I think I've heard you talk about some of this before about the pandemic and how one good thing is it did force us to kind of slow down. Right. So, um, I guess there's two questions there and I don't know which one we're going to tackle first, but like how, okay. So as things pick back up, mm -hmm. that's the thing that when I talk to students and people in general, man, what's the number one answer we get is just busy. I'm busy, man. Mm -hmm. busy, busy, busy. Like that's the word. It's like, I don't even want to use that word anymore, man. It's like, wait, obviously we all have things going. That's good. We have responsibilities. We have things to take care of. As we pick back up and as life continues to opportunities and as we've seen things are picking up, that's a good and healthy thing, by the way. But it's also at the danger of us just spinning wheels constantly. You know, there is that wisdom in slowing down and having margin. How, how do I do that? Whether I'm a college student, a businessman, you know, I, what, what are there some practical steps I can do? to slow down mm. so that I'm not running at, cause again, the pandemic, one thing to celebrate, it was crazy and we're still wrestling with it and trying to figure some things out, but it did force us to slow down. Right. <laughs> we all had to. And so part of that, we realized like, okay, I think that's what I remember you had, we were in a discussion and I had heard you say, and I thought that's really wise is that you had talked about how, you know, we got to be careful. We can't just go back. Maybe there's some good. We need to reevaluate how we're doing things. Let's not go back to a hundred miles an hour. Let's, 
what can we take from this and implement? So is there something practically I can do, Larry, to to slow down so that I'm protecting myself from just running a thousand miles an hour? Right. Well, and you know, this comes back again. I need to have my wife in here because she's been been saying this the, how important Sabbath is. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to this the podcast I mentioned earlier. I, I was listening to it yesterday, and it was on the Sabbath, and and they were talking about how um, that Sabbath goes it goes beyond the law in in the word it goes beyond um a, a um it's not just something we practice in spirit we actually practice it because when we hear jesus talk about it, he talks about the law and everything in the law um, jesus says hey I, i've come to fulfill it i've not come to abolish it mm-hmm. uh, and so we have the law that's there but then he says not only do you not uh murder your brother you you don't have anger in your heart towards him yeah. um, so we take this to a heart issue as well so um it, it, the example they use like with the sabbath he didn't abolish the sabbath uh the sabbath is is there but we also have to then take that spirit of the sabbath with us in mm. what we do and we have to be able to like you said build margin into what mm. we do that god created that thing when he when he created the world it talks about seven days of creation well, the seven days of creation actually includes a, the seventh day, which was rest. Mm. So built into the fabric of creation itself is rest. Mm. Uh, and, and I thought they brought up a very good point about the French Revolution and that throughout history, when you look at calendars, calendars have, have been a seven-day calendar um, across the world and across history. And only one time in history do we have a calendar that was documented otherwise. And it was during the French Revolution. Coming out of the French Revolution, they wanted a 10-day calendar that that would expand the work week so that they could get more efficiency and more work done in a week. Hmm. And they went through that, and what they found out is that their suicide rates skyrocketed, Mm. uh, depression skyrocketed, broken families skyrocketed. Mm. And within years, they reverted back to the seven-day calendar because they realized Mm. that we needed that day of rest Mm. built into sooner than rather than later into our life. Mm. And I thought that was really intriguing. That is cool. That's fascinating. So, I mean, God in his word sets that out to say you have to prioritize margin and sabbath is not just about taking a day off um there there's so much more involved with sabbath but one of those elements is having time off Mm. and building that time in there uh so you know i think that that's really important and finding and prioritizing that and and actually when we do that it doesn't what we have to get our mind wrapped around and and i think that the technology does us no justice in that it it doesn't help us in that it 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 encourages us to be online all the time Mm. and accessible all the time Mm -hmm. and so having a a sabbath away from your phone including that a a part of your phone or Mm. having um some some things where that technology is just put away so you can't be online and prioritizing that time and you know, that the Sabbath having that built in, that if we don't, the mindset has to change from I need to be working all the time because that is actually counterproductive in that we get worn out, we get tired, mm. we get frustrated, we get angry, our, our relationships start failing, our work productivity starts going down, mm. um, and having that time of rest in there actually renews us so that the time that we are working is more efficient and more effective, yeah. our relationships are better, and, mm. and that's our bodies prove that out. Scientifically, it proves it out. Mm. But we have created a culture that that is not the case. Yeah. Yeah. And you hit on something that I'm, I know 
for students in particular and, and man, everybody at this point. But I think the younger you are, the more it's going to be harder to break from. But when I hear people talk about managing time, I'm, I just don't have time. I'm always like curious to see their weekly schedule. And Brad and I do something with leadership where we have leaders like fill in, like they have a, it's got a weekly, like Sunday through Saturday, starts at 8 a.m. I think it goes till midnight and we have them block in like everything they're committed to. And it's always interesting. And so what I find is it's not that there's, I mean, there are some students in, it's, it's an exception though for some students who are working nearly full-time jobs and school, sometimes they do have very little time. I get that. There's blocks at night, but, but that's an exception. Generally speaking, they, you see large blocks of time right throughout the week. And so it's not that there's no time. It's just a mismanagement of it. And you mentioned technology and I'm, you know, it's the same students who say, Oh, I, I don't have time to do this and that, you know, they're TikToking for six hours a day and you're like, wait, what? Uh, or whatever the case may be, whatever your app of choice is, you know, that, that it's, it's hours a day spending mm-hmm. this stuff. And so, man, how, how do, cause obviously, you know, when it comes to technology, you know, I love what Greg says about it. I know we're in agreement. It's, it's neutral, right? Like those things can be, they can be used for evil. They can be used for good. Like it's a neutral thing. If someone's like, you know, when did we last talk about that? I feel like Brandon Missler was talking about that recently about Facebook and how, Oh, it was in our life group. Some good things that can come from that. Sure, that's awesome. Uh, there's also a lot of negative things we see as well. <laughs> Maybe more of that. But still, regardless, how, how do you balance that? How do I check? How do I know whether or not my involvement is technology messing with my management of time or is it helping me? How, how do I know? So kind of, I'll kind of back up from that just a little bit. And one of the things that there's kind of some philosophies in life. Some people go by a philosophy of setting goals, you know, and I don't think setting goals goals is a bad thing. Yeah. Um, but one thing about setting goals, a negative is that when you hit the end of the goal, what do you do? Mm. A goal is there to be achieved. And so you achieve that goal. What do you do? So it can also turn negative in that. Like I, I know for me, it, it, I'll go through these things of, man, I want to lose some weight or I want to do something. So I will go through this period of, man, I will go hardcore at this and I will not eat X, Y, and Z. And at the end of that period, it's like, man, and I just go crazy. I eat all I want. You achieve your goal and then you go backwards. That's right. You go backwards. Uh, And then there's this other philosophy of uh, living by principles. I'm going to establish principles for life that guide my life, that keep me out of the ditches and living by those principles because the the principle is perpetual. Mm. It doesn't stop. And I think that there's a, a, a balance of both. I think there's a balance that, yes, goals in life help us. They motivate us. They, they can help encourage us. Um, but having principles are, for me, far more important. And so there's like things that. that... That's awesome. There's things that we um, do that, that, you know, like in my life, I like to have, and I have adopted the church... Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? The the church um, purpose statement to know Him and make Him known. Yeah. You know that's kind of the big overall overarching purpose statement of life that that I like to have. My family likes to have. Then I like to have a, a verse, life verse, Hebrews twelve one and two, mm. my life verse. And so mm. when things come, that running it through that grid, running it through that filter is something then i heard our pastor greg sykes pre he spoke at a ordination 
few months back, and he talked about mantras in life and mm-hmm. having these mantras. And, and, and that way, the mantras are just easy to remember. They're easy to, to, to you know, you come up with easy. So when something ha- comes, it's, it's, it's biblically based. Yeah. Um, it's not a Bible verse, but it's just biblically based principles mm-hmm. for life. And I got to thinking about it. I was like, I, you know, we actually do have some mantras. for. I've never really, like, thought about it that mm-hmm. way, but we really do. When big decisions come, there's this kind of grid we run it through. Mm-hmm. So, like, one of it for our family uh, in the past when we've had job changes, things like that, we've said, are we running to something or are we running away from something? Because mm-hmm. we don't want to run away because the job is hard. We don't want to run away because we don't like the circumstance or whatever. Mm-hmm. We want to make sure we're running to where God is calling us. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I can have a critical attitude. I, I'm very analytical. I think through things, and I can constantly looking for ways to improve things. And at one point, my wife said, hey, we've got to start saying yes when we can and no when we have to. Mm. And I have to remind myself of that a lot because my first gut reaction is no. And it really might not be a bad thing, mm. but my response is no, and then I think about it. And then I come back and I, I'm like, well, maybe that wasn't so bad. Mm. Maybe we can do that. Yeah. Instead thinking, well, yes, let's let's do that. Let's mm. go that way. Hey, son, you've got dreams and visions and plans. And if it's not hurting, go for it. Mm. Go for, you know, what's your dream? Go for it. Where's mm. God leading you? We want I want God, God to start leading your life. I don't want to be um, your Holy Spirit. Um, so letting the Holy Spirit lead his life and, and only saying no when I know as a, his parent and as an adult that, hey, we really don't need to do that. That's not a why. I mean, so things like that that I have to mm. work through, but these mantras in life help me. And one of them that a long time ago, uh, starting doing the financial management stuff, things like that, Larry Burkett said with Crown Financial, he would say, you know, look at your bank account, look at your calendar, and I'll tell you what your priorities are. Mm. And I, I, I started adopting that in terms of, man, where I'm spending my money and where I'm spending my time are the things that I really find mm. most important. Yeah. Um, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And I recently heard something else that, that expounded on that just a little bit or added to that just a little bit. It said, look at your checkbook, look at your calendar, and look at your screen time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there you uh, go. And, and like so that. back to your question on that is looking at, and I, so I've started doing that since November when I had COVID and man, I was spending hours on my phone mm. and I realized, man, it tells me right here how much time I'm spending a day. And on like my phone. per, does it say like per app and all that? Can't you yep. like, de- yeah, mm-hmm. detail. That's cool. Details it out, what you're spending your time on in there and how it's broken down. And, and so I started looking at that and saying, okay, now and this is where the goals come in, my goal is to lower that. I don't Mm. want this to control my life. So this is where I'm at right now. Now let's get this back and then breaking it down by app. What am I I spending time on? If it's social media that I'm just sitting there mindlessly scrolling through, um, or is it, you know, we we do a lot with the staff and things like with work, with text messaging and email. Mm. So is it with that? Or is it with things that are just brainless activity or during the election cycle, looking at news apps and getting lost in that, which only hurts my anxiety and depression. And I was like, I got to stop that. I've got to delete those apps. Um, So managing time and wasting time. um, I think that there's some things that now that technology is here, 
we can start looking at like mm. that. Um, That's good, man. I it makes me you know I love the 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 contrast you gave between goals and principles and and bringing balance and say hey you know it's great to have goals, but the wisdom of saying you know we also have to have something else in the piece of this and principles. I really like that perspective, man. That's a really cool thing. It makes me think lately we've been talking with students about how did this conversation was born, but the two kind of core components, if you go back to the, the garden, Adam and Eve, what are the two things they had? Well, they had responsibility and relationship or you call it responsibility slash work like that, that, and then they had relationship with God, with one another. That's what they had at its core. That's honestly the two biggest things we have today, right? We just have it post sin and a lot of chaos in the middle of it. But at its core, that's the two things we're to have. So if I'm principle-based, what I hear you saying is I have I have a responsibility. I have my job. I have other, like there's things that my work that I'm responsible for. Then there's my relationships. I have to be willing to allow, and I'm thinking out loud with you, man, if what I'm hearing you say, if I understand that principally, like out of my life, like these are the things I know I want to invest in. I want to be a good steward of, of whatever job God's given me. And I want to do a good job with that and, and all, all that comes with that. I also want to be make the most of the relationships I have with God, with people, my family, believers, non-believers. Like I want to make the most of all those things. I can't do everything in life. Like that's the deception, right? Like people do say yes to everything. Thus, they just run themselves dry. So I love principle because, and I love that idea that you gave of the filter. When things come up, I'm able to filter through, you know, what am I saying yes to? What am I saying no to? And and what's the filter that helps me determine that? Because mm-hmm. that's the question. Like, how do I know? How do I know what to say yes to? I know part of people's uh, one lesson in life is you do have to learn how to say no. That's hard. Mm-hmm. Like in different personalities struggle with that more than others. I struggle with that. Like it's hard for me to say no to things, but there's value in that. But like you said, sometimes you can't just default to no. Sometimes you need to say yes, right? So, yeah, yeah. So Larry, and, I, and I'm on the other side of that token. I, I'm more inclined to say no than I am to say yes. Mm. And that's why, for me, that mantra is is a good thing. For that's others, good. it might not be because they're like, well, I can say yes to everything. I mean, <laughs> that's right. well, maybe you need to like flip that mantra a little but bit. See, but see, that's good. That So I love it because you got two different personalities. And out of people listening, there's going to be both of those. So how, what, what can we offer? Like what wisdom do you have on, on ciphering through that and, and knowing like, okay, as I'm observing, here's the things I know I want to do, or I know I want my life to be about yet. I don't feel like I've, I just feel like I'm, I'm not managing time. And, and, and I think that born out of like the busyness, the, the chaos, all that stuff, the, they're doing a lot of things, but they don't feel very productive. Right. Right. Like I, I'm just trying to observe both what I've experienced in my life and what I hear students saying. How, how do you know, man? How do you filter through some of that? Knowing you got people on both sides of it that are, some are prone to say yes, some are prone to say no, but knowing there's that both need to be at play. Is that fair? Yeah. Both yes and no need to be at play, but how do I know? Right. Right. And I, and I think it comes back to that word you, you said, just the filter and, mm. and having that grid that we run our life through. And am I living my life with a, a biblical worldview? Am I running my life with a secular worldview? Mm. Uh, what is that worldview that I look through? What's the lens that I look at life through? And mm. so one of the things that I have on my, um, well, Wes and I just have been going through Malachi in our life group, and the, the title of the whole book as we've studied it has been faith family finances mm. um and that comes from again for me another it's another mantra for us 
And the way I put that in there is, is you know, our faith comes first, um, mm. our faith in Christ and our, our guiding principles with him and my priorities. My family is my second priority mm. uh, behind my faith and, and finances. I say finances and it's not my job is finances. Um, got a degree in finances. So really I incorporate that. That's my, like my next thing is work. Um, yeah. and it just made good, you know, three F's in there, you know, faith, yeah. faith, family finances. Yeah. So, um, and it, so for me at all aligning. So when I look at things, I, and I, I have to be real careful because I can put work number one really mm. easy. Uh, I, I can default to that and I can become a workaholic mm-hmm. and I can do all of that. And, and my wife helps me keep that in perspective. And so, mm. Um, to where I, you know, having, and so I guess one of those things, how do we balance it now that as we're talking this out is, is it accountability? Um, Mm. if I had anything in this conversation, I think talking about my wife and the influence she has, that accountability in life is huge Mm. and having somebody that will speak truth into your life to say, okay, I need to lay out to them at some point, these are my priorities. And then that person holds you accountable to, all right, how, how is the output, how, how is your, your checking account, how is your calendar, and how is mm. your screen time align, aligning with those priorities that you told me you have in your life? So if faith, family, finances are your priorities, then do the checkbook, do the calendar, do the screen time Doesn't align match. with those things? And, and my wife, we don't have that we don't have that conversation explicitly, yeah. but it's implicit in everything we do. And she is there as my check and balance to, to hold me to that. No, I think that's an awesome practical advice for listeners and for myself included. It's like, I, it's not just asking the question, okay, where do, how do I spend my time? Where, where am I spending my time and being honest with myself? Because we're, we all, we're going to always show ourselves a lot of grace. I feel like, so who, the next question is who's in my life? that's holding me accountable to this. And like you said, whether or not, you know, you and Bethany may not sit down and like have, but it, but it's there. That accountability is there in a lot of ways naturally because you're interacting on a daily basis. And I feel like that's really, that's a hard thing to be willing to come to someone. A, two things I feel like got to happen that I'm listening to you say. A, number one is I've got to think about what are my priorities? What are my principles? I feel like I know for college students, I, I didn't think about that at 18, 19 years old. I didn't have, I didn't have anyone sit down and say, Hey, you know, have you thought about like, what is important? What's, what's valuable? What are you at 20? I did. I'm thankful for that. But it's like, that's a great thing to think about. What are, what is my priorities? What are the things, the principles that I want to guide my life? Because that is now the thing that I allow my, the filter I can run through. Now who's in my life that's going to hold me to it? Cause if we're honest, we're all going to get off. What are, what is the word? Like off People say off kilt. What is it? Kilt. Where did that yeah, come from? Yeah, off kilter. Yeah, yeah. Okay, off kilter. There you go. So like, you we're all going to do that. I don't know what kilter means, but I don't either, man. That's why I was, I was like, what is that? I feel like I've heard this word, but you know, it, but it is that. Like, we're all prone to do that, and so, man, I'm so thankful that you know we have for staff. Like, we have our weekly staff. I mean, I love that time. You know, and some some days are just fun. Some days are. We, you know, who knows what we talk about, but it's always good because we're together. A lot of that natural accountability is taking place, and um, there's just good things that come from that. You know, you you need that in your life. Um, in your marriage, you need that. Like you you've got to have those things to help you. And I love that because it, it does it th- makes me think about the the filter and saying, okay, I've got to be willing to evaluate my time. And if I feel overwhelmed, I know when I talk to students, the the words that come to mind are busy and overwhelmed. You know, those are not feelings of God. Those are not good, but they are indicators to help you mm-hmm. recognize something's got to change. Absolutely. 
So if I'm feeling overwhelmed, I don't need to just keep doing the same old thing. Mm. You know, the good news about kind of how God designed us is I think he gave us those types of emotions to help get our attention that, hey, buddy. So back to that podcast I was telling you, I was listening to that, that reminded me, they did a segment on that, on anxiety. And one of the things that they talked about was that exact thing that that we go through and and not to say, I mean, a lot of times you need medication to help those things. A lot of times you need like that's, that's, that's okay. Um, But it's, it's a bandaid because God has built into us, Mm -hmm. uh, into our physical being who we are. Um, he, the fabric of who we are, he has built this mechanism of anxiety in, and it's exactly yeah. that. It's to, yeah. to tell us, whoa, your body is getting outside the bounds of what it can handle. Yeah. And so the solution, the long-term solution is, is not medication. It's yeah. not, it's something has got to change. Yeah. The alarm is going off. What am I going to change? Yeah. And then being willing to make that adjustment and just identify with that. And I'm with you, man. That's, that's so big and it's so it's hard to do that at times, though, because we do get caught. We're creatures of habit. You know, I do like rhythms of life. I think rhythms are great. Yeah. Um, but if that rhythm's got us, you know, it, it needs to be a healthy rhythm. That's right. Right. It That's needs right. to be a healthy one. And there are seasons where, like, I think your example of law school, where that's something you felt in your, I liked your principle of am I running away for something or to something. That was something you felt God pushing you to do. And there was a short season, and it, I'm sure it felt like an eternity in the midst of those four years. But that's a short stint in the grand scheme of life that for a season, it was going to be heightened intensity with like, you couldn't in the middle of that be like, all right, we got to make a change. I need to drop out of law school. Like that was a short. So like you have some of those, like I know students right now who are school is incredibly difficult because it's this mixed bag of very few classes in person. It's a lot of online Mm -hmm. class. It's really hard. They're not getting that interaction with professors. They can't even really go to professor's office right now and ask questions. It's different. So you, you don't just bail on that, right? Like we, we think about, okay, how do I push through? I got to get through this. Mm-hmm. Are there other minor adjustments I can make? Because I thought that was really wise of you. And I, I could have heard that. I needed to hear that in my life earlier. That am I running away? I've, too often times, Larry, I've, I've ran away from things. And, uh, and that's not been healthy for me. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I would have loved that wisdom and said, hey, maybe the best thing isn't to run away from this right now. Maybe what other minor changes can we make for you to keep doing this thing but make these small changes and actually those things actually really help. Yeah. They really yeah. do. The minor changes, man. Not, it, it's not always the big shift. It's, it's often the little things. Yeah. Yep. No, that's good. And, and it's something you'd, you'd brought up that, that, yeah, hey, we need to do, we need to do another podcast on this is, uh, I'm in. is that we, you know, as young adult pastors, something that I see a lot of, um, and, and watching young adults go from that college age and into their first job and relationships and marriage, all this kind of stuff, is we're seeing statistics change to where, like, average age of marriage is, like, 28, 29 now. Um, and there's a whole lot we could go into mm-hmm. on this thing, but we recently taught a, I taught a lesson in Life Group out of Malachi uh, on marriage and the purpose of marriage mm. and um, having babies and doing mm-hmm. things. I mean, that that's just... It, it was it's really good to go through and look at scripture and what it has to say about that and mm. one of those things and maybe we can do it on the the, the importance of marriage or the mm. purpose of marriage it might be yeah. it but but one of those things that came out just for this is the sanctification process mm. and how um, as iron sharpens iron you know that that's mm. what we do mm. for each other in marriage and is to help sharpen one another and and as we start talking about time when I go through, 
counseling or talking with some young adults, and, and this is not to minimize their situation, but now looking back at their life, now that I've got four kids and I've been through an, an advanced degree, having four kids and holding a full-time job and driving mm. and all of these things, and I look back and, and I'm like, man, I'm, I'm seeing you, you, you don't have any kids, you don't have a job, you don't have, and mm. like you said, but so where's their time gone? Yeah. And it's not to minimize that, but I, I, I sympathize with it because when I was in that position, I felt the same stress. Yeah, you always feel it. You, you always feel it. And at every stage of life, you feel like you can't handle yeah. anymore. And what you learn about God in that is that his grace is sufficient for you, um, hmm. that his power is made perfect in our weakness. And that, that I think that in that he gives us he gives us what we can handle in that point in time. Mm-hmm. And as we grow and as we mature in life and in our faith, he gives us thing. And the natural mm-hmm. progression of that that we see in scripture is that that there is for the majority, there's times that, that marriage is, is not, but that's the exception, not the rule, yeah. that he made us a helpmate. Um, yeah. and we had that helpmate to help us and to sanctify us and to help in that process. And then as a part of that, Children are the the the, the mm, fruit of that, yeah. um, and we're and and I think children, yes, we're the purpose is to send them out into the world to 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 make followers of Christ and to multiply and and all of this. But I think on the flip side, what it does for us is we see with each child I've had, it's created a sanctification in me uh, to become more like Christ. Um, because I realize how selfish I am with each kid that I've got mm. and, and that a part of me has to go um, in order to support that life and to um, help that child grow and mm. to nourish that child that I have to realize this world is not about me. Mm. Um, and it grows that lens. And so, you know, in, in doing a pod, the, the, the two merge in terms of managing time um, because what I feel like with my, the wasted time generally comes with selfish time. Mm. And there has to be a part of me that says, this life is not my own. This life is not about me. It's about a higher purpose. Um, and I have to, that, that target has to change. Um, and this world and everything around me says, this life is about you. It's about me. It's about I, it's about number one. It's about all of that. But Scripture says none of that, um, and the principles of Christ guide us to a life that's not about me. It's not about I. It's mm. it's about everybody else, and I have to be willing to give up a part of me to make that happen. Bro, I like that. There's a quote I like out there that says, um, "You don't you don't find time for what's important to you. You make time." Mm. And I think about that statement you just made. You know, wasted time is selfish time. And if I, if I, if I say something's important to me, then I'm going to invest time in that. Right. And it just kind of is an aha moment. Like I love that waste of time is selfish time. And obviously you have the balance of, yes, we know Sabbath. We talked about, is there times where, yeah, the best thing is to like, go take a nap and that, yeah, sure. But the, the balance to it is we all have to be honest and say, there's time that we waste every day that now some of that can be the rest time that you need. But if we're honest, most of that's probably time that we're, could invest and do something valuable with it. And it's crazy to me, man. Like, and, it, and it's such a healthy conversation for me to hear because I want to be challenged to not let time be wasted every day. I mean, you mentioned the children. It's like, I know for me, it ha- I have to be very intentional. Like, yes, I can be around. You know, you hear about these dads who are in the home, but not present in the home. 
it scares me, man, because it's easy. On, a, on If I think about a day, you work, you, you've you got all this stuff happening, you're around your kids, but are you truly stopping and having a significant conversation mm-hmm. with them? Are you asking a question with phone in a different room and sitting down, eyes on them, really allowing mm-hmm. space for them to share? Or if I've got my phone in my hand, you know, what, what does that communicate to them? There's other things I'd rather do. And is that really going to open up an opportunity for a conversation that may need to happen? Mm-hmm. You know, I say that those things are important, but am I giving space for that? Am I, or is it just wasted time? And I think, you know, that's a great, if we're all honest, we all, yes, we need rest. And that's the balance of it. Like I know, you know, there's extremes, this, but I, I love challenging myself to go, you know what, am I willing to be honest about some time I waste every day that doesn't need to be wasted? Because mm-hmm. I think about, this is a question I'd love to end on. When you think about, we all know the feelings of not managing time well. It's overwhelming, it's stressful, it's chaotic, it's all this. When you think about a, a life when you're when you're managing your time well, you know, when you you're you're doing it in a way, and obviously we can all we're, we, none of us have it figured out. I get that. And we're not experts and we're all trying to learn. But when you're in a season where you got a good rhythm and you feel like you're making good decisions with your time, you're investing your time in the things you want. You're saying yes and no, and all these, you're, you're filtering those things. What are the positive like feelings and emotions and things that come from that? Mm. Cause I'd like to end, cause that, that is true, right? Like when you're doing this right, then yeah, we're making hitting bumps in the road, but when you're fighting to do it right, there are really cool things that come from that. What are some things that you have, you've experienced or that you've seen in others that have come from that? Does that make sense? Yeah. I, you know, I think in one of the things you just said, that I, I want to hit on as, as we go into the answer to that, that question is um, you mentioned the word intentionality. Um, I just, man, intention. I think we lack that so much uh, in what mm. we do in being intentional. And, and that leads to waste as well. And, and, and rest is not wasteful. Mm. Uh, and I think that's that, good. That, that that's that's almost a misnomer in the the society that we've got to constantly be going constantly be doing stuff mm. and rest is like we talked about at the very beginning it's it's embedded into the fabric of creation and it's mm. supposed to be there it makes everything better mm. so rest and being intentional about rest is actually very productive mm. um, and our our families benefit from that our relationships mm. benefit from that our work benefits everything yeah. benefits from proper rest. Mm. Now we can be wasteful and, and call it rest. <laughs> um, but I know that if I sit on my phone and the term I learned recently was numbing out, if I numb mm. out on my phone or if I numb out on TV mm. and watch it, I don't feel rested after mm. that. Um, I, I probably feel more tired or I realize that, man, I sat up too late tonight I was going to numb out watching TV and everybody else has gone to bed. And instead of getting to bed when I should have for good rest, Mm. I stayed up an hour, two hours later and I wake up tired in the morning Mm. Uh, and it was not productive. It wasn't intentional. Mm. Um, And so I think intentionality um, is so important in realizing that that rest is not wasteful if Mm. it's intentional rest. Um, And to your question about benefit, I know when I am rested, I know that when I am intentional, um, and when I'm rested, I'm generally more uh, beneficial for my wife mm. uh, because I've got a better attitude. Um, I can help her better with the kids, and that reflects out in our kids. And she is happy when I treat my kids well. Um, mm. And 
it, it's a lot less stressful um, and intentionality for both my wife and my kids um, that, that the kids, they can't stand it when I'm on my phone. They can't mm. stand it when, when I walk in the door. The worst thing that happens is when I walk in the door and within 30 seconds I get a phone call that mm. I know I probably should take. I probably, I needed to do it. Yeah. And I've just hugged their neck. I've just said hi. And all of a sudden, oh, wait, I got to go into mm. the other room and answer this call. And I am yeah. guilty of that so often. Yeah. Um, and the best point of action is probably before I walk. One thing I do is if I'm on the phone before I come in, I will drive around the block a few mm. times to make so sure I get off, off the, the phone, phone when I come home yeah. so I can be present with them mm. um, because they feel so much more valued and appreciated at mm. that point in time, and our evening goes 100 times better. Um, and so the benefits is is definitely the attentiveness to them, and it plays out in a relationship mm. that they feel valued. Uh, they respond much better to correction, the kids. Mm-hmm. Um and, and our evening generally goes a whole lot better. Hmm. Um, and when we see that our kids are not obedient, that they're not acting with a good attitude, that they're being disrespectful, anything like that generally comes because of what I, in response wow. to us. Yeah. So that's crazy, man. That, no, that's really good. I like that. Be rested and intentional. I like that, man. That's good. Uh, man, is there anything else you want to share? I know it's a big discussion and you're right. Man. I'd love to have that second podcast. We'll do it marriage um anything else on just managing time man it's such a big topic i mean we could go we could go on we could have several top of your podcast just on this topic to take some of those paths we talked about and so i i don't think so i think we've hit a good broad scope of it today and and it's given me some things to think about as i go out and have to I, I'm hesitant to let my wife listen to me say any of this because now she'll hold me accountable. Yeah, to it. it's been good. Man. Hey, so. <laughs> you've given her a shout out. She's going to, that's good, man. Yeah. No, she yep. So anyway, I think it's been good, man. I appreciate you having me in and having to talk about it. And now I'm, uh, now I've got to go, go live it out since I, I talked about it. I know. And that's one thing I love about it. It is. I, I think if you're listening now and you're like all of us, I mean, this is something I think you don't just figure out and we can't, listen to a podcast and like, Oh, I'm good now. Right. Like I'm sure even though you've listened to a podcast that's helping you, it's still a daily thing. You have to choose what am I going to do today? And how am I going to be about these things? Where am I going to rest? Am I rest? I love that question. Am I rested? Am I intentional? That's really good, man. And I love asking the question is, is my rest actually giving me rest? You get used to like, am I feeling more tired or am I actually rested? That's a great observation, man. Because oftentimes what we give an excuse, well, I'm just resting. Mm. Is it really though? Yeah. That's a great, dude, that's a great challenge, man. So if you're feeling overwhelmed right now, I hope and pray something that you've heard has challenged you to, uh, if nothing else, just kind of start a conversation with somebody you trust in your life to say, hey, listen, I'm feeling this. Um, The truth is there's probably a gazillion different situations you can find yourself in and, and the answer is not so clear, cut and dry. It depends on some things, but um, certainly there are some principles that Larry shared today that I'm thankful for, and I think they will bless you if you choose to to put them in your life. And so uh, thank you guys so much for listening in. Until next time, I'm Justin Mark, encouraging us all to stay connected to church, connected to one another, and most importantly, connected to the God we love and serve. God bless. <laughs>